0: The OAMnetwork.com Power to the podcast.
1: Try to believe, though Welcome to another episode of Sports Sports, Sports Cute Up. Yeah. A lot to go over, NFL got off, hit the ground running, that's right, talking about, this is sports, sports, and sports queued up, uh, I am your host Quinn Bailey, you find us on the OEM Network right now, you can be listening to it at the OEMnetwork.com backslash live, um, where we go live every week, uh, generally at 5, a few minutes behind, but it's okay, hope you're still listening, thank you if you are, so, uh, the NFL uh, got off this weekend, college has two weeks in. Um, but yesterday was exciting. 10 games decided by one score, four games decided by one point, a two point conversion for the win. Uh, so much going on yesterday. Uh, big comebacks, come from behind victories. Uh, and we had three quarterbacks that made their NFL first start. You had, uh, Garoppolo in New England, uh, Carson Wentz in Philly. And we're gonna get started with Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. So, Prescott. Making his first start, he played through the whole preseason. Um, And he was prepared as a starter to come in, so big game. Game of the week, Fox aired it. You know, they had Aikman and Joe Buck calling it. So, you start off, you got the Giants coming in. These are two guys that are the front runners for this NFC East division, uh, according to most accounts, including myself. Um, I didn't understand. I said this when when Romo went down. We're about to see what Jason Garrett's got going on, that coaching staff, what they can do to... Coach up this team. So, Dak Prescott. So, what you do is you build this great offensive line to run the ball. You want to emulate two years ago when you had DeMarco Murray and Tony Romo when they went 12-4. and four. So, you got this big, fat offensive line. Best in the league. You have star receiver on the outside, Des Bryant. You got a sure-handed veteran tight end. Uh, you got a nice combination of running backs, including the rookie back there with Ezekiel Elliott who also didn't get a lot of time in the, in the uh, preseason himself. So they go at it. Good game. I'm not going to play do the play-by-play most of you saw. So what happens is Dallas settles for field goals. Giants score touchdowns, right? So uh, best kicker in the league, this, that, and the other. But it comes down to the end of the game. Now, Dak Prescott throws the ball 45 times. Why he's throwing that much, I don't know in such a close game. I mean, the whole game was a one-possession game. So I don't understand why Prescott is letting loose so much. But he is, you know, Jason Garrett being Jason Garrett, I I reckon. So so one possession game, you're coming down, it's still come down to the end. The defense played all right. Orlando Scandros goes out, uh, with the hamstring pull. And um but still with that uh each receiver for the Giants caught a touchdown. Uh but Dallas defense still didn't look as bad as people would expect it to. Um so you still have a chance to win this game in the end, down one point. Prescott gets the ball. You come downfield. You make a couple first downs. No timeouts. No timeouts. And, of course, Ter- Terrence Williams catches the ball and doesn't think he can make it out of bounds, so he just tries to cut upfield and go down. Uh, brain fart, it happens. Um, it's unfortunate for him, but it did happen. You got to know to get out of bounds. There's no no excuses about it. Uh, they like A lot of people try, trying to place blame. Well, the quarterback has to be in the huddle. Get out of bounds. Get out of bounds. You know you don't have any timeouts. So, what you do is you get out of bounds. You gotta know this. You're a veteran receiver. Uh, veteran running back. Whoever's catching the ball, right? So, 45 pass attempts from Despre- Dak Prescott. You don't get out of bounds there at the end with the bad clock management, uh, by the team. He just represents the team. Um, you're out of timeouts. If you get out, anything 60 and in, I expect Dan Bailey to make, right? Best, best kicker in the league. Statistically, the greatest kicker of all time. I would still take Vinatieri, but, Statistically, field goal percentage-wise, greatest kicker of all time. But you don't even get that shot. So the Giants come into Dallas. Big win to go up in the NFC East. Dallas follows the 0-1. They got a big matchup coming up this week with the Washington Redskins, who play tonight on Monday Night Football in about an hour or so. And they'll be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm, I'm excited to get out here and at least catch that second half of that. Uh, should be fun. And then the Niners and Rams are, are at the end. Uh, tonight's doubleheader on Monday Night Football. They do a doubleheader on Monday night because the last week of the year they don't do a Monday Night Football game, so that way they still get seventeen games. Um, but Cowboys fall to zero one. That Prescott was okay. Uh, Dinkin dunked his way down the field. Forty-five pass attempts, twenty-seven of those attempts were targeted to Jason Witten and Cole Beasley. Um, I think they had, between those two he had seventeen receptions, like one hundred and forty yards somewhere around there. Um, that's just. To t- any defense is going to give you that so the coaching has to do better for dallas you can't sit here will romo will be back this game wasn't on prescott he played well he made correct throws went down his progressions and just got rid of the ball got rid of the ball but when it came down to the red zone on offense and defense for the dallas cowboys you settled for field goals and you gave up touchdowns on defense so it says a lot about where your team is right now is your red zone efficiency? Um, but the New York Giants got up. They spent a lot of money on Janoris Jenkins. He looked good. Uh, Des Bryant had one catch for eight yards when he was guarded by Janoris Jenkins. So good pickup, Olivier Vernon and all that. So they spent their money on their defense. Defense still isn't great, but they're hoping it can be good enough to propel them you know, to their playoff run that they normally like to do under Eli. But there's no Tom Coughlin. But be that as it may, but there were 10 games decided by one score now thursday night was the kickoff the defendant champs hosted the carolina panthers in a rematch from the super bowl and well i guess that defense just has cam's number i don't really know what to what else to say about that they were hard they were physical um cam played well second half no one really stepped up to help him out um kelvin benjamin played well in his game back after missing last season but that Denver defense is legit. Now, I'm not overly impressed with Trevor Simeon. Everyone wants to give him a lot of credit. Some people want to give him no credit. you got
0: to give him credit, though, for a, for a game where you're coming in as the day. Like, you're you're rookie. He's, is he a rookie or is this second year? This is his second year. But, I mean, this is his first start, first game. That was the biggest platform anyone could have played on. Yeah. That's the first NFL game of the season.
1: It was, and the spotlight was on. There's no doubt about oh, it. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve any credit, but that game was won on that defense. Uh, they contained Cam Newton. They didn't let him get outside and run the ball. They took away everything deep. Um, the defense was a championship defense, and he played well. He's a game manager, but they're not going to – I say five games in, Paxton Lynch will be in there. Uh, they'll make you think it. so? Yeah, no doubt, man. Like, like somebody said, man, Trevor Simeon, good game manager type of guy, but he was inaccurate when he was under pressure. Uh, he couldn't go downfield. It was all bubble screens. It was nothing impressive, to where oh, it's his job, right? And it's just not his job. I mean, once they realize that they're not going to be able to put up points, because he and he was playing against the Carolina defense. So it's not like he was playing against a slouch. But at the same time, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. It was the defense uh, and the referees not wanting to call, letting the defenses play. We'll say it that way. Because uh, Cam took quite a few shots to the head. He did. Somebody on our chats, uh,
0: Justin Yates, said Cam got hit in the head a couple times, no penalties.
1: Yeah, well, uh, from uh, an account, an account, they said they had five e- illegal shots that were on Cam Newton. Four to the head, one was to the back of his knees. The one to the back of his knees don't really bother me as much. Uh, if you just look at the play. but the rule- There's
0: one that he gets lit up right in the bottom of the by the helmet. Yes. That, that was pretty legit roughing the passer.
1: Absolutely. And that was at the end of the game. Here's another thing that threw me off. Because while he's getting tackled by somebody, he gets lit up by the other guy, the helmet-to-helmet-to-contact. When he's making the throw, the throw doesn't make the line of scrimmage. So they hit him with an intentional grounding. So you have intentional grounding, which is a five-yard penalty, loss of down. And then you have... Uh, a personal foul, which two personal fouls is an ejection. So these things are not even on the same level, but they, over, they they cancel each other out. To me, that's what I had no idea. I thought they changed it to where personal fouls outrank uh, a, a genuine penalty, and that really threw me off. But they had another uh, another down. But they established from the beginning of that game that they were going to let both the defenses play. Simeon took some shots too. Um, but it just seems like uh, over the last two years, Cam Newton, the reigning MVP, does not get the love of, of Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Drew Brees type of guy. He doesn't get that type of respect because he's used his, sort of like Ben Roethlisberger's the same thing to where his size is used against him. A great analogy that was brought up was LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal, these guys that are freaks of nature, they get fouled every play. It's always something that's hit on them. So you can't call it every play. So you have to time it. So, but I've said this in the past. And, you know, a lot of people won't say this because they got filters. I don't. The league does not want Cam Newton to be the face of the league. He's probably the most popular player. Um, and he's the best quarterback in the league. The face, they don't want him to be the face of the league. I think Michael Vick ruined it for all black quarterbacks. Um, they definitely, now, now, if they want to put somebody like Russell Wilson, I can see that good at two shoes type of guy who deserves to be there as well. But, Cam Newton, they do not want to be the face of the league. And because he runs his mouth so much, because he was talking so much smack, I think that's why they let them defenses play. Uh, Fair or not, he does not get the calls that the other star quarterbacks do. I hate that idea, too, because I really do love Cam Newton. I mean, if
0: you go back and you, like, see what this guy does, I mean, how he has – just transformed himself into a leader. I mean, out before games, he's he's with all the kids that are out on the sidelines. Like, he really is like a role model.
1: He is, and he stays out of trouble off the field. But that Michael Vick thing, I think still haunts them because they were ready to give him that, right? Let him be the most exciting guy on all the covers and everything and I don't know. I that he's never been in trouble off the field.
0: Uh other than that thing that when someone uh, mentioned the number, he got paid for playing at Auburn. Yeah. And he said that he smacked the shit out of him.
1: Yeah. But he didn't smack him.
0: He didn't. That's true. He, he did not. He didn't smack
1: him. You know, it would be a six-game suspension. So, uh but he, he doesn't get the calls. And he should because he's the biggest star in the NFL. Um, but he doesn't get the calls. But that's not why they lost the, f- the football game. They lost the football game because they missed a kick. Because they mishandled the clock. Uh, there was no sense of urgency. So Denver Broncos, at home, it was an upset. But that championship defense came through. And, I mean, they what had eight quarterback hits on Cam Newton, three sacks. They, were, they only turned the ball over once on a deflected pass. But that defense is legit. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are starting to build, well, you know, normally the team that loses the Super Bowl has kind of a hangover coming into the next year. Um, I don't think that's the case here. That's one week of playing the best defense in the league and a team that just has your number so um carolina's zero and one and i'm sure they'll be ready to get at i don't remember who they play i think they play atlanta but no they play san francisco coming up this week so they'll be able to get back on the stride um but carolina oh and one denver one and zero. um i didn't even have denver as a playoff team still don't um it's going to be some growing pains and very frustrating. They're trying to move Akeem to lead. They're trying to go to a younger type of thing. I wouldn't be surprised they try to move Demarcus Ware by the end of the year, but this will probably be his last season. Anyways, but. So did you get a chance to watch the, uh, see any of the Charger Kansas City Chief game?
0: I didn't. I, um, I was actually here working. I watched, uh, you texted me about it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, looking good early, but, uh, what I what I could see from the stats that I was getting on my phone was that uh looks like the Chiefs kind of pulled it out late in the game and brought it back up and uh Alex Smith does what Alex Smith does and he you know
1: Alex Smith is a very overlooked player. Yeah. Uh Chargers had a 20 totally. 27 to 10 lead in the fourth quarter, a 24 to 3 lead in the third quarter. Uh the greatest comeback in Kansas City Chiefs history statistically. Uh, for most points to come from behind. Alex Smith plays so well. Jamal Charles still isn't even in the lineup. The defense is still adjusting from losing a couple people. And, you know, um, I still think Kansas City is a good team. A lot of people question, well, maybe they're not legit. Uh, San Diego came out, ran the ball down the throat with Woodhead and Melvin Gordon. It was okay. Rivers, the dink and dunk king. Uh, really didn't do anything impressive, but it really hurt when Keenan Allen went out the game. Um, it's going to show Travis Benjamin is going to end up being a bigger pickup losing Allen for the season. Uh, two years in a row, it's unfortunate, but, uh, it does happen in his football. Torn ACL. He's out. Uh, but the Chiefs come from behind. Good win. Uh, bad loss for San Diego. I didn't really have high hopes for San Diego as it was. Um, I think it's about time to start moving towards the end of that Phillip Rivers era. And but, you might be right. Yeah, I'm pretty it, sure.
0: It's hard. He's been such a good, you know what? He's one of those guys that, uh, he he just he makes that franchise what it is. He makes that team what it is because he's you know he's a leader and he's got the right mentality. He's in everybody's face before a game like he's he's pumped up. No, he I, he he reminds me of Cam Newton.
1: Well, in a way, he's the leader, but that team hasn't been very good. So you say he makes it what it is, but that team hasn't been good. So that's is. Exactly what it is. Talking about another team that's not very good, the Tennessee Titans blew a a lead at home. Um, They were off and rolling, and then Minnesota's defense showed up to play. Minnesota, who, since last time I recorded a show, uh, picked up Sam Bradford in a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles, so, got a first-round pick out of the deal. Um, But he's still not uh, acclimated enough, I guess, to take over the reins. Sean Hill, the starting quarterback, struggled at first, didn't really do anything offensively. The defense scored 14 points, so... But Tennessee Titans being the Tennessee Titans, Marcus Mariota is a, is a bust, man. You hear it here. I argue with CJ all the time, but Marcus Mariota is definitely a bust. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks drafted, uh, Carson Wentz for Philadelphia made, he made his debut. Uh, looks sharp to me. Love to go downfield. Um, uh, third and 12. He wants the 12. He's not settling for the five. He's going to have to adapt at some point some of the time but I like it wanting to go downfield RG3 is probably out for the year he's put on injury reserve so he has to miss at least 8 games trying to run over a cornerback who wasn't even trying to make a tackle on him just typical RG3 Uh, but it's time for him to call it quits man he needs to go into another field Um, but Philadelphia rolled them 29-10 Cleveland's just not a good team so it's still not an assessment of Philadelphia who's a young team up and coming uh, but it's more Cleveland's just not good
0: yeah maybe maybe he needs to take the trail prior approach and just go out there as a receiver.
1: No, he needs to get out of football. <laughs> he needs to go well, work for a, his own health. He needs to go work for for our own or for our sake. It's also I don't want to see him play. He can't play. He he's got a good deep ball. Uh his, his receivers will catch it as long as it's underthrown. And then, either he overthrows it or he underthrows it, he's never on target. But Terrell Pryor did look sharp, man. I was impressed. He has
0: looked really sharp preseason, and he's looked really good. And uh, he looked good last night or yesterday. Uh, Good move on him. I mean, to keep himself relevant in the NFL.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I liked it, man. He he was faster than I thought he was. I liked him as a quarterback. But I guess he just couldn't uh, pan that out. But he's an excellent athlete and he he got good hands like he made some catches it was pretty cool uh houston brock Wild, brock oswald i almost said brock lesnar brock oswald made his debut as houston texan starting quarterback he looked good mobile big arm throw down field chicago an average team uh houston handled him at home jay cutler who's just the most lethargic guy you could ever see especially play quarterback man that dude i don't know something wrong with him and it's not concussions. That dude's just got issues. Uh, Miami challenged Seattle till the end. Uh, they lose the game 12 10. Um, just Miami's just not a good football team. Tannehill cannot throw the ball deep. I do not. He's got the arm, but he does not have the skill to place it where it needs to go. Uh, Russell Wilson, who had his foot stepped on by Nadamakan Sue, questionable. So as of right now, coming up for Sunday versus the Rams, Rams who always give them a, a, a tough, Tough go at it with that defense, but Russell Wilson will probably play and probably win. Uh, Good game. So, New England last night, Jimmy Garoppolo makes his debut as a starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. They play at the Arizona Cardinals, um, who's figured to be one of the best, uh, most one of the most favored teams to go into the Super Bowl. Um, I I picked them to win the Super Bowl over the Houston Texans, that of the Arizona Cardinals. But they come out like they weren't ready to play. Uh, of course, no Tom Brady, no Gronk, no Ninkovich. Um, the offensive line was, you know, kind of shuffled up, as they always seem to be. But the New England Patriots came in there ready to play. as Like someone said, uh, like they showed up ready to fight, and Arizona wasn't ready to fight, and it showed. They still had a chance. Kicker at the end, missed a kick, bad snap, right? But... It is what it is. You missed the kick, and the Patriots go I'm going. I'm gonna ask you this about the New England Patriots. Like, if there's a Patriot fan out there listening, let me ask you this. Let's say Garoppolo goes undefeated, three and one, whatever, till Brady comes back. There's no controversy this year. This I know. But Garoppolo's contract is up after this year. Now, if he plays well in this quarter of the season, he's gonna play. Somebody's gonna come after him to make him a starting quarter at Cleveland. Whoever, you know, they're going to come after him to make him a starting quarterback. And it's, so, if you're the Patriots, you got to make a decision. Now, you missed on Ryan Mallett. He was trash. I knew that. I could have told him that if I had a show back then. He was trash. He was nothing. Uh, Matt Castle, who, you know, won 11 games with the Patriots, but, you know, he's nothing. Proven. It's proven. He's trash. You might have got your guy right here, man. You know, he's poised. He throws downfield. That's what's so different. About young quarterbacks, I talked about Dak earlier. I talked about my boy Carson Wentz, and I'm talking about him. And I brought up Brock Osweiler. These guys go downfield, stretch the field. It's not dink and dunk. Take what the defense gives you. They take chances, and you know they're they're calculated chances. But if you don't push the ball downfield, you're you're not going to win a whole lot of football games, no matter how good your defense is. But that's just what it uh, that's what it comes down to. But if you're New England, you got to think about. Do we at this point start to move on from the Tom Brady era? He's pushing forty, man. You know, the Colts did it with Peyton to get Andrew Luck. So if you think this is your guy, you can't let him go. Um, to hold on to Brady for three more years, or can you? I I personally can't see it. If he plays well, and I th- and I and I believe he's my franchise guy, I'm keeping him, and maybe get rid of Brady after next year. All right, going to send a shout out to my sponsor, Side Street Grill, 35 South Florence. Um, you come on down uh, Monday through Friday. Nice strong drinks for happy hour, four to seven. Four to nine on Tuesday is the pasta special. Four to nine on Wednesday is the steak special. Uh, Sunday's the best brunch in Midtown, eleven to three. Also, they got the Sunday ticket in there, so looks like they'll be watching some uh, in the red bar part of the where you can smoke your cigars. Got the flat screen TVs. Looks like they'll be watching some football on there. So come on down, check it out. 35 South Florence, Side Street Grill. Behind the big-ass parking garage in Overton Square. Uh, So, we touched on a few games. I'm not going to talk about Buffalo and Baltimore other than the fact that Sammy Watkins is out indefinitely. I don't blame him. I feel bad for my boy LaShawn McCoy. Um, Tyrod Taylor. (sighs) Okay. So, uh, that's all I'm going to talk about that game. Uh, Mark it off. Done. Jameis Winston, man. A stud, right? Uh, I thought this coming out last year, everybody was choosing between Winston and, and Mariota. I said Winston. He looked like an NFL player at Florida State. He He's built for the NFL. He's more athletic than people give him credit for. He was sharp, and they were rolling the Falcons. Falcons came back made a game of it. But the Falcons, and I've been saying this now. I've said this about them and the team that I'm going to talk about next. If you have a defensive coordinator running your football team and your defense sucks, It's time to make a move, man. Time to make a move. And two of the next two teams that I'm going to talk about are in the same type of mold, man. Um, Excuse me. But defensive guys, if you run the football team, your defense has to at least look average, right? Mike Evans and Winston made them look like they really are. They're just not, they're just an overrated defense, overrated team altogether. Atlanta Falcons, who I thought could be dangerous because I like Matt Ryan, Julio Jones is a weapon. Uh, Nice tandem in the backfield, but that defense is pure trash. And Tampa Bay, good victory on the road. Nice to see a young team win on the road like that. So, Jacksonville Jaguars at home to the Green Bay Packers. I had the Jaguars winning this. Everybody's got Jaguars as an up and coming team. I got, I see them about eight and eight. Uh, Bad coaching down the end of the game. Costed them, going for them fourth down. I don't understand that play. Why don't I just run it up the middle if you're just going to throw it behind the line of scrimmage? Uh, but coaching, uh, bad clock management, costed them. And once again, defense. If your defensive structure from your head coach and your defense is not very good, then, man, it is time to make a move. And good win for Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers made one of the most terrific throws I've ever seen. He was being pulled from behind, getting hit from the front. Still let it fly for like 35 yards to Devontae Adams. It was an impressive throw. Uh, but Green Bay Packers win. Jacksonville Jaguars lose 27 23. Very good football game. Uh, another good game. Now, like I said, man, 10 games decided by one score or less. The Indianapolis Colts were getting routed by the Lions at first. They made a comeback. And, uh, <laughs> something funny. Everybody, every time the Colts struggle, it's because Andrew Luck's team is not any good, right? I, I'm i not understanding how he gets no fault. Now, I understand. I don't think his team's any good. I think his defense is horrible. Same along the lines. why I put these three games together to, to break down for you, Jacksonville, Atlanta, uh, the team I'm talking about now, who am I talking about? Jacksonville, Atlanta, Indianapolis, all three of these teams, defensive head coaches Defenses that are garbage. No, it's not. I know it's not all their fault. They're not the general managers bringing the talents. Man, you have got to get that defense together, or Andrew Luck's going to go somewhere else. Uh, He he got a couple weapons, but man, Matthew Stafford looks sharp. Uh, The lines look good. I thought they were about the same scale. As uh, I thought they were on the same scale as each other. Big win for Detroit to go for it Uh, down at the end. Because it's funny because Prater, the kicker for them. Missed an extra point. Uh, so, when the Colts scored, the Colts went up one. Stafford right downfield, man. I like Stafford, Georgia boy. I like Stafford. You move right down the field, kick field goal, and then they try uh, back lateral play the Colts do. Get trapped in their own end zone. So, they lose by four because of a safety. But <clears throat> that game was over. Impressive win for the Detroit Lions. Way to, way to hang on on the road. Um, really good. Um... It uh, looks like our Cincinnati and the Jets, a one-point game. Fitzpatrick intercepted at the very end while driving down the field. Brandon Marshall dropped pass over the middle of the field. Cincinnati squeaks out. Big victory uh, for them because um, the Jets are trying to get it going. They got a murderous road type of schedule to start the season. Got an easy one this week with Buffalo. I believe that should be a win for them um, on Thursday night. But I do think that uh, Cincinnati, Andy Dalton looked all right. A.J. Green tore it up um I'm gonna have my players of the week, so I'll go more in depth on him in a minute. But he tore it up, made Revis look old. But Revis, you can't get stuck on an island, no matter if it's his island or anyone else's. You can't get stuck on that island and expect not to get beat at least once. But he, he got lit up, man. I can't make excuses for him, so I'm not going to. I don't like the Jets anyway. But tough loss for them. I think they'll get it back on this week. Big win for Cincinnati. Anytime you can start off the season. Especially a close game. Winning a close game on the road, that's a great way to start. So having said that, game of the week. The Raiders visited the New Orleans Saints. Uh, The Saints were up on them pretty good. A couple scores. And then the Raiders came firing back. Touchdown. 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 And with less than a minute left, whatever it was, 40 seconds. They go for two for the win, which was awesome. Uh, They got it. Uh, Because if I was them, man, you're on the road. Go win the football game. I love it, man. Just People say it's gutsy. You can't take chances. You got to take chances when you're a young team. Now, if you're a veteran team, like Andy Reid was in a similar situation at home, and someone asked him, did you think about going for two? He said, that never crossed my mind. I'll kick the extra point point, go to overtime. But when you got a young team on the road, you go for the win. All right, y'all go win the game this is what you want this is the popular decision no one was like no don't go for two even the Saints admired it and Sean Payton even said that he admired it but Derek Carr is uh, one of the up and coming echelon of young quarterbacks Winston Carr uh, Carr
0: really took that next step he's really turned the corner I mean he seemed very skittish you know coming in but he seems to have really like trans like he seems to be a pretty good quarterback
1: now. He, he is turning to a pretty good quarterback a franchise quarterback and it also helps him you maturate as you play more games and it also helps as your young receivers get better the offensive line gets better everyone plays together a little bit longer they're a dangerous football team but here's the thing man you had 14 penalties for 150 yards or whatever it was uh you got lit up for 419 yards by drew Brees. Who lights everybody up? Like, there's no shame in that as much. But you give up 500 total yards. You have 14 penalties. You, against a good team, the Saints are trash. Okay.
0: Yeah, but he also – 100 of those yards was one play from the end zone. It was, yeah.
1: The 98-yard. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, cooks, yeah. Mm-hmm. the
0: one play was like 100 of those yards.
1: Yeah, but there, there, were, there would have been more yards had there not been pass interferences against the Raiders. So, like, I mean, it washes out. I mean, I understand the big play, like – that's a fourth of the yards almost. But you had, he had another hundred yards that were wiped off because of pass interference calls that probably would have been caught anyway. So it's just, it, I'm just showing the holes in the Raiders, you know, uh, don't go smoking them up too much because, you know, they're not ready to take that step, but they'll, they'll be a playoff team and I, I love going for the win. Uh, I want to bring this up, right? Say this bothers me. Everyone always talks about when Tom Brady cheats and I, I bring this up because it's the Saints, right? I mean, one, I want to say this. I don't like the Saints. I don't like the fans. I just don't like them. Um, the New England Patriots have four Super Bowls in the last decade and a half in the Tom Brady era. You had Spygate, which had nothing to do with Tom Brady. Then you had Deflategate, which didn't even happen in the Super Bowl in a game that was 47-20 to 20 or whatever it was in the AFC Championship versus the Colts. So they're like a bunch of cheaters. Let's, let's take away their rings. Let's take away their draft picks. Everyone wants to go in. And hate on the Patriots. But let me ask you this. Saints who were given a Super Bowl for Hurricane Katrina. It was given to the city. That They were a horrible franchise before Drew Brees and Sean Payton. They've been barely above average since then. They've been competitive. They've been in some games, right? And they were a good team that year. Uh, the Vikings were a better team. Uh, but that was the year of Bounty Gate. So no one brings up Bounty Gate. Uh, brings up the head hunting that was on by, uh, I can't, uh lewis the defensive coordinator yeah
0: and there was audio evidence of that yes. out there where he was talking about taking team what do you do when you want to take down a snake
1: you cut its head off yes exactly and they were doing it they had money on brett Favre when they heard him in that championship game that's right i, you know, I forgot so about you had that. all this going on everyone knows it but no one says take away their super bowl no one says oh they're a bunch of dirty cheaters no one said their head coach was suspended for a year so, like, they were found guilty while the Patriots have, you know, they've lost draft picks. You know, you've got in Tom Brady four games. But we're talking about in live caught, but no one bats an eye at the New Orleans Saints in their one Super Bowl. You don't, for over a 15-year span, you don't go to seven conference champ- or eight conference championship games playing six Super Bowls all because of you got video of someone practicing or because one game you deflated some balls. Well, if he did it once, he must have done it again. You don't know. You don't know. And it just, it just irritates me. I mean, I'm not a Patriot fan by no means. But I mean, I call it like I see it. And no one says anything about the, the Saints Super Bowl. But the, for some reason, the Patriots should be uh, stripped of their whole dynasty. It makes no damn sense to me. Um, I'm gonna spend another, i send another shout out to my sponsor, Side Street Grill 35 South. Why don't you come on down? Get you some good food. Pasta night, uh, Tuesday night, 4 to 9. Wednesday night state steak night. Brunch is Sunday, 11 to 3. And they got the Sunday ticket over there on the Red Bar. So, you can go over there, smoke cigars, cigarettes, have some beer, watch some games. Uh, Side Street Grill, 35 South Florence. Behind the big-ass parking garage in Overton Square. So, I'm going to hop on a little college. They played two weeks since my last recording. Um, Clemson has struggled with Troy and Auburn. And they've, they've fallen down to five. Uh <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, last week had the big game because there wasn't no NFL. So Sunday night was Texas and Notre Dame. Texas got them. That was cool. Uh, then Monday night was Ole Miss and Florida State. Number eleven versus number four. I think they were at the time. Florida State made a big comeback and won that football game. Uh, so but the college football got off and rolling last week. They're open. Their opening week is so good because it has so many. Mixed match type of games, cause there's nothing to compete with. So they put their best games out there. Um, and I'm gonna say this now, like Clemson's fallen to five, Alabama's one, uh, Florida State's two, Ohio State three, Michigan four. I'm saying in the preseason polls, cause it, now that you have a playoff system in, in check, now that you have a playoff system, and it's, it's more than likely we're gonna go to eight teams here in the next, by, by the next three years, you'll have eight teams in the playoffs. So, why is the point of a preseason poll? Because you have a team like Houston, who I think they started around 16 or so, and they went against Oklahoma in a neutral site. They went again. They routed whoever, some jabroni they played this past week. But they got to keep working harder just to crack into a playoff spot. But if you did, and I'm using them as my example because they're the ones that are being left out right now. Like, I like that Texas has jumped to 11. Um, my, Mark Rick has Miami in the top 25. That's cool, man. You know, but I say you play two or three weeks and then you start ranking because the preseason rankings mean nothing. They haven't played a preseason game. You haven't seen anything but practices and, but, but it dictates for the rest of the season. So if you are, you start off like your old home number three. I'm better yet. I called this. I called LSU as an overrated football team. They start off at five and they just can't score points. I don't understand it, but it is what it is. They can't score points. They're not a good team. They lose to Wisconsin, who was unranked at the time. But if you wait till a couple weeks' play, you see who deserves to be ranked. You end the preseason madness. And I think, I think it would make it more exciting. It would make it more open. I think more teams have an opportunity to compete for a championship, which they may not want. They can still control the big wigs getting in. But you do no preseason polls, and you just let them play and then decide, you know, who the best teams are. How are you going to tell me who the top 25 teams are and ain't done nothing but practice? Practice, man. Yeah, I'm talking about practice. But, but that's college football for you, man. I'm going to do a couple picks for you. Coming up this week, Florida State, number two, is at Louisville, number 10 team here in the country. Florida State's giving a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take Louisville to take the points and the win. Uh, you got Alabama versus Ole Miss back in Oxford Mississippi. Uh, Alabama comes in a 10-point favorite. I, I expect Bama to cover. But it would probably be right about that. Georgia, number 16 in the country versus at Missouri. Georgia's laid six-and-a-half. I'll take Missouri to cover and win. Ohio State versus Oklahoma, probably the best game of the week. Ohio State's a two-point favorite on the road. I'm taking Oklahoma to win this game. Texas late 8.5 at Cal. I'm taking Cal to cover. Michigan State at Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame's late 8. I'm going to take Michigan State to cover. I think Michigan State will win, but I definitely think they'll cover the spread. Uh, now, there was a play, Central Michigan and Oklahoma State this weekend. With the hail mary, Gil, did you see that? I did not. Yeah, what was I'm that?
0: actually I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I'm like I'm gasping at what you just said about <laughs> Michigan State beating them. I don't think that's going to happen. I think yeah. that I think that as long as we start Kaiser over uh, Zaire, yeah. and we get him rolling, I think we're going to be just fine.
1: Kaiser was impressive, right? I just like Michigan State better. I, I think Notre Dame's overrated. Ugh.
0: That's the noise that I'm going to make to that. <laughs> I, you know what? I I think that they they have uh, their offensive line looks like it has improved. There are a couple plays at the beginning where they were pushing Texas around, and I thought that they looked pretty good. I mean, you know, it's it's Texas, but still, Texas, I, I thought te- that they looked better than I'd seen them run the ball in the past.
1: Yeah, but Texas is a team coming in according to the preseason rankings. Is a team that they should have taken care of, and they did not do that. Um, but Texas is probably better than everyone everyone thought. We all thought they'd be improved. Everyone came on my show. And Swoops is a beast, man. He is. Yeah, man. He ran that ball. But I like the fr- other freshman they had. I can't think of his name. Uh, the white dude, number seven. I can't think of his name.
0: Oh, uh, Buchel. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he yeah. came out slinging it too.
1: Yeah, man. He looked good. And then we got in, they ran the ball more. That's why Texas won. Uh, they were well coached, well coached. Uh, but the Hail Mary, Central Michigan versus Oklahoma State. Now the funny thing is, Central Michigan was given a down, a dead play because the time had ran out, and what had happened was uh, Oklahoma State's up three. So on the fourth down for Oklahoma State, they're just trying to run the clock out. They got flagged for intentional grounding, uh, which five yards and a loss of down. So therefore, it, the ball goes over to the opposing team. <sighs> here's the confusing thing. I was always understood that a game cannot end on a penalty. So they gave the ball, because it's a loss of down play. They gave the ball to Central Michigan. Central Michigan goes to Hail Mary. Dude catches it, laterals it back, touchdown. To defeat Oklahoma State. So those officials have been suspended for two games for misinterpreting the rules. And I just what I what I don't like is. Uh, look, man, I thought the rule myself. Now, obviously, I'm not a referee, and I don't know the rule book as well as the officials do. Somebody said that the refs already have
0: said that they messed up Justin Yates on the uh, chat.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're admitting it. I guess it makes the punishment a little bit easier, you know. But, uh, you know, you, you, you take your whooping and go to your room, you know. But I'm just saying this. I I always thought that a game cannot end on a penalty, uh, if it could, then you know, like if uh if it's fourth down, I got the lead, then I'm just gonna hold and throw the ball away, and then game's over. Time's running out. Like I just don't. Game's not supposed to end on a penalty, man. So I understand the misunderstanding. Um, and it was Oklahoma State, so it wasn't like anybody else was gonna compete for a championship. So it didn't really cost them too badly. Uh, now my two month old niece Rosie, who asked me, I guess through her mother, wants to know. That since admitting that it was wrong, should the touchdown be taken off and the score changed? And I'm going to say no because once you walk off the field, that's it. There's no gold back of changing it. And the reason is, does it deserve to be changed? I would say yes, but it's the precedent that you set. Cause once you start doing that, wow, well, this was messed up at the end of the game. Okay. We'll take away them three points. And you're talking, you're talking about a whole other episode of stuff you do not want to open from Pandora's box. Yeah, let's box. go back
0: to the Music City Miracle and let's say that uh, that that pass that was thrown back was like not he was a little in front of him or whatever, uh-huh. you know? Like, let's take that back.
1: Yeah, and you know what the funny thing is? That game right there, the Music City Miracle game between the Titans and the Bills changed the history of two franchises. The Titans went to the Super Bowl and lost. The Bills haven't been to the playoffs since. Wade Phillips hadn't been able to keep a head coaching job since. Uh, I think it was a forward pass, but we can't, we'll never be able to know. But the precedent you set, if you go back and change this score, well, you changed that score. Why can't you change my score? And I'm talking about, that's just a whole mess of trouble that I don't think anybody really wants to get into. Mm, Excuse me. Um, so that, that's pretty much the Florida wrap up. Uh, excuse me, I'm looking at my notes. That's pretty much my uh, my college wrap up for the week. Um, like I said, I'm taking four. I'm taking Louisville, Florida State. I'm taking Bama to cover and win. I'm taking Missouri to defeat Georgia in an upset. I'm taking Oklahoma to defeat Ohio State at home. I'm taking Cal to cover and win versus Texas and Michigan State to cover and possibly win uh, versus Notre Dame. Um. I'll be excited. I'll be excited to watch football this Saturday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Again. Switch it through my notes. Alright, so so here's my top performers from the weekend from the NFL. Jameis Winston, 281 yards, four touchdowns, impressive victory as I talked. You can't fall in love with three hundred yard games. You go and fall in love with how you watch people play and see how they play, how they lead on the field. Big game, division game, on the road, Winston showed up. Uh, Matt Stafford, same thing. On the road, thirty-one of thirty-nine, 340, three forty-three touchdowns, no turnovers. Now the Colts' defense isn't any good, but you got to quit making excuses, man. He played well. He got his team in position to win. He was also fiery, telling, lining people up. I loved it, man. I loved it. Thing about going into Week One, everyone feels like they have a shot, except for the Cleveland Browns, right? Everyone else feels like they have a shot to compete for a championship. Some of them are foolishly. Feeling this way, but overall, I mean, you do have a chance. You're one injury away from taking the division, you know. Um, but I, I like, I like you open up, you win on the road because that tells you who a good football team is a team that can win on the road. You can win at home, you know, but if you can go six and two at home and you can go 500 or above on the road, then you're a 10 win team, probably in the playoffs. Derek Carr showed up 24, as I mentioned, 24, 38, 319 yards of touchdown, and the two point conversion for the win. To Michael Crabtree, A.J. Green showed out, 12 catches, 180 yards, touchdown. Really killed it on fantasy in my sports queued up fantasy league, put up 30-plus points, which is a lot for a receiver. Um, Alex Smith, uh, who does not get credit that he deserves, I believe, being a good quarterback. He's a game manager. He's a game manager. Uh, but he's a good football player. 363 yards, a couple touchdowns, and the game-winning rushing touchdown at uh, in overtime. Big comeback, like I said. Huge comeback. Great win for them to get them off. Because I think coming into the season, they're probably the fourth best team in the AFC. That's how I would would rank them anyway. And I think they took that division. Good win. You don't want to lose. As much as I said it's good for a young team to win on the road, especially a division game like I mentioned with Tampa Bay, it's the exact opposite if you're a favorite at home to start off your season losing to a team that's not expected to do too much. Uh, the Denver defense and the Minnesota defense really impressed me. Um, Minnesota's defense, like I said, they scored two touchdowns, got a couple of sacks, six tackles for loss behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, they just, they just went at Tennessee. Um, Spencer Ware, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, had 11 rushes for 70 yards, seven catches for 129 yards. He had a touchdown. Um, Impressive day, fantasy wise, because you, you get the totality of all the points combined. It, it really works out well for you. Uh, but I really liked uh, I really liked Winston and Carr coming out of this week because uh, you know you're looking at uh, the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Are you have Tom Brady, you have Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, and Russell Wilson. If I give you my elite, then you have your second tier with Breeze and Rivers. I wouldn't put Rivers there as high, but you got Eli, you got them type guys. All them guys were veterans. So you got to ask yourself, who are going to be the next quarterbacks to step up to the next level and become those elite franchise-type quarterbacks? Now, I've said in the past now, it's going more towards uh, game manager-type quarterback. Game manager is not being a bad thing, but that's where the league kind of going towards. But you look at Andrew Luck. Um, Andrew Luck and Drew Brees had phenomenal games, but they didn't win, so they don't they don't get on my list. Of what I was talking about. Um, I had somebody in the chat mention
0: uh, A.J. Green and uh, Steven Gostowski. Players of the
1: Week. Steven Gostowski. Is that Justin Yates again? It is Justin Yates again. (laughs) Gostowski is not. No. No, he's not getting in there. I'll I'll put Garoppolo up there. You know. Uh, He looked sharp, man. He was
0: impressive. He did look sharp. I mean, you know, that – That franchise
1: has a way with quarterbacks, you know? Yeah, seemingly, seemingly. Uh, Bledsoe was good for a decade. Uh, Brady's been great for a decade and a half. So if they can keep the ball rolling, that's why I said earlier, Garoppolo's a free agent at the end of this year. So you got to make a decision. If you think he's your future, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't mind sitting behind one more year. But after that, man, it's about time to make the change. You uh, also
0: got to worry about a Matt Castle syndrome that could happen to your quarter. If you're going to bring a guy like that into a new franchise, give him the keys to the car, I mean, you got to make sure he knows how to drive.
1: Absolutely, man. I mean, you want to check his license and all that good stuff, but I'm going to tell you this. At no point did you did anyone ever feel like Matt Castle was the future of the Patriots, right? Nobody
0: thought he was going to be the future of the Chiefs, though.
1: Yeah, uh, somebody that used to work for the Patriots. It was all set up, man. Um but foolishly, and then the Vikings did the same thing, and then the Cowboys got to enjoy him for a minute. But you saw what he was. Um, Ryan Mallett, they're like, he's a young talent out of Arkansas. I knew in college that as soon as he moved his feet, the ball was going the other way. Never felt like he was a franchise guy. But now that Brady's older, now you really have to assess this. You have to evaluate your, your, your depth chart there. If you feel like Garoppolo's the guy, you sign him. Uh, and work that out and make the move. Especially if you win a Super Bowl this year or you don't. I feel like either way, you can make the move and it'd be justified. Um, but that's if you feel like he's your franchise guy, you make the move. Do I think he's a franchise guy? He's played one game against a very good defense on the road. And, um, but if, you let it play out. If he goes undefeated, he goes three and one in these first four games. There's no controversy for this season, no doubt about that.
0: AJ Green did have a monster game. Yeah. Twelve catches, 12 catches 180 180 yards.
1: yards. Yeah, I already mentioned him. Uh and on Darrell Revis. So i mentioned him twice. Uh he lit Darrell Revis up, man. It was it was crazy. <sighs> Who's been the best cornerback over the last decade? Um But the Patriots are going to have their hands full with that decision to be made. Still a lot of work to do. Garoppolo could turn out to be Matt Castle. Just be average for the next few weeks. And then you just draft somebody else next year. But if you think he's the guy, you make the move without hesitation. Because you got to move forward at some point. Um. So coming up this week, I'm going to do a couple NFL picks. My lock of the week, I'm taking Detroit at home versus the Titans. No question about that game. The Titans are horrible. If it weren't for Cleveland, I'd think a whole lot worse of Tennessee. Cleveland is such a joke, man. I feel bad. I like Hugh Jackson. But, man, you just watch them play. It's just, like, lifeless, man. I'm glad my team got to play them. Um, So I'm taking Detroit as my lock. Upset alert, especially looking around the Russell Wilson uh, injury situation. But the Rams always play the Seahawks tough. I don't think they'll win. But you can keep an eye on that one. Uh, Jacksonville's got a big game at San Diego. Um, Jacksonville doesn't have the defense that Kansas City has. Jacksonville goes to 0-2. I was asked by Big Ken, who I thought the first coach to be fired was. So I'm just bringing up Jacksonville there, and I'm going to answer the question in a minute. Tampa Bay at Arizona. Arizona, you get two home games. If you walk out of this 0-2, once again, that veteran team, you're at home against teams you should beat. I mean, you were a 10-point favorite against the Patriots, which is ridiculous. I don't care who's playing quarterback. And you're heavily favored now by a touchdown over Tampa Bay. I don't know. I'll take them points. All right, but here are my picks. Cincinnati's at Pittsburgh. I'm taking Pittsburgh. To win and cover the three and a half point spread. Dallas at Washington. Washington's given three and a half points. I'm taking Dallas to cover and win. Uh, now I'm still going to watch Washington tonight. So it's not really as fair to, to pick their games, but whatever, you know, they are what I think they are. I'm, I'm, I'm almost sure of it, but I take Dallas to to cover and win that three and a half point spread. Kansas City's at Houston. Houston given two points. I'm taking Kansas City to win that game. Indianapolis at Denver. Denver's given six. I think the Colts will cover, but the Broncos will win. The Packers are given two and a half at Minnesota. Big division game right there. Uh still don't know if Bradford's going to start or Sean Hill's going to start. It's going to make a difference. Uh, some people even believe they're getting Sam Bradford. And I believe this. He's an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater. He's an upgrade from Sean Hill. If you can just get him in there, get him acclimated. He was already splitting first team reps in the first week, so they're trying to they're trying to rush him in as quickly as possible, salvage the season, compete for a championship. Strong defense, Adrian Peterson, digs and him on the outside. Uh, Green Bay's is giving two and a half. I expect them to cover and win as of right now because um, you got to see Sam Bradford in the play before you can really pick him because they struggled against Tennessee in the defense, won the game for him So those are my NFL picks. Uh, those are the, the best games on the slate. Uh, next Monday night, my Philadelphia Eagles are at Chicago. Um, uh, That's the game I'm, of course, most emotionally interested in. Um, Should be good. Should be entertaining. Um, I really liked Carson Wentz. I really liked uh, Garoppolo. I like Prescott, even though the numbers don't indicate how well he played. Um, I think he played too safe. But I think they're they're poorly coached. Um, So I like those guys. Fitzpatrick didn't look too sharp. Uh, Andy Dalton looked good, but he always does in September. Uh The Titans and the Browns are jokes. Tonight, I think we see that everyone's like, we're taking the Rams over the San Francisco 49ers. Everyone's sitting low on the San Francisco 49ers. Niners are going to be better than people think. Defense is solid, and Chip Kelly's a pretty good coach. So, I think they beat the Rams tonight. I think the Steelers beat the Redskins tonight. Um Should be good, though. I'm hoping to see... uh Josh Norman just get lit up by Antonio Brown. But he probably won't play too much man-on-man coverage against him. No, for Washington sake, you better not do that. Um So here are a few questions that I was asked. So you have, will Chip Kelly get his first playoff win in college or pro? I'm going to say pro. I'm going to say the Niners next year will be a playoff team. Um... I don't think he's going to be two, three years out like he was in Philly because it's not the same situation. I think he can build something here. I don't trust San Francisco's management, but I like, I like, he'll, he'll do better in San Francisco than he did in Philadelphia. Um, first NFL coach to be fired. I'm going to say Chuck Pagano will probably be the one. The Colts fall down to two and four like they were last year's whatever it was. I think he'll be out the door. Um, they're a poorly ran franchise and they need someone. They got that Jerry Jones-type system where he's the face, and it all trickles down from there. And when the owner's the face of your franchise, things are not going to end up too well for you. Yeah, it never really works out. No, it it doesn't, man. Uh, That's
0: not a good football mentality.
1: No. I mean, you should never see the owner unless he's helping you raise a trophy.
0: I mean, that's like when you see uh, Chad—what's the guy from uh, the Cavs— Gilbert Dan Gilbert yeah, uh-huh. sending out letters in that Comic Sans font about LeBron James leaving and stuff like that. Like yeah, that 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 that's what that reminds me of, and that's never that's never a good look.
1: No, absolutely not, man. And I, I've been saying it. Jerry Jones is the reason the Cowboys have been average for twenty years. Um, but it, it trickles down because real head coaches aren't going to come coach for you because you're too much in the spotlight. Real coaches aren't going to want that. Um, so I would say Chuck Pagano, but, uh, Dan Quinn in Jacksonville, not, no, it's Gus Bradley in Jacksonville. Dan Quinn will be next year in Atlanta, but Gus Bradley and Chuck Pagano would be my first two. Cause Jeff Fisher's not in jeopardy ever for some reason. So no reason to bring him up. Are the Chiefs in trouble? I'm going to say this. They struggled. They got off early. Um, like, uh, they struggled early. They got it going against a bad team, but they got it going. You, you can't write anyone off after week one except for Cleveland and Tennessee. And you can't put anyone in the Super Bowl after week one because um, it, it just doesn't work that way. Uh, the, the, the season is broke down in quarters. Where are we after the first four games? Then you play the next four, the next four, and the next four. And then hopefully you get to play four more uh, but it's broke down in quarters so I know everyone's quick to pull the trigger everyone's so excited waiting on the season to get here. I do it myself where oh man this guy had all season and he's not ready oh man he's looked like garbage you know let let it play out man let it play out for sure because a body of works says a whole lot more about you uh but you know like I said give it a month before you start writing off teams. Other than Tennessee and Cleveland You want to know why I keep saying Other than Tennessee and Cleveland because Those are the worst teams in the league Along with the Rams And they're jokes They'll, They won't be competitive anytime soon And that's all I got to say I'm I'm, I'm done roasting them But they're jokes They're doormats I'm hoping uh, Washington Redskins follow suit Uh, I already answered the question About the Hail Mary Now I was asked this question And I did this I did a thing Because it helped me assess myself Somebody jokingly asked me, why did the chicken cross the road? Do you know the answer to that question?
0: Whatever's the funniest answer. I mean, I've done comedy, so I'm going to go with whatever the funniest answer is.
1: What do you think the real answer? What's the real answer? Uh, I don't know. To get to the other side.
0: Yeah, okay, sure. That's the
1: answer, okay? So why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? Well, a person like myself who likes to break down and can never be what it is in front of you, you guys look at it and say, but why did he cross the road? Why is he trying to get over there? Uh, is he being chased? Is there something there? You just have to accept that sometimes things just are what they are. And the chicken was just trying to cross the road. Now it took me thirty years to figure out that he was just trying to cross the road. So hopefully it don't take you guys as long, because that was you know it was a joke. But I wanted to know what the punchline was. I'm all I've been waiting thirty years for the punchline, and it's just to get to the other side, man. As simple as that. So Sunday Night Football's ratings were down 12.5% from Arizona and New England last night. And, of course, Tom Brady wasn't playing. Gronk wasn't playing. so superstars were out. But last year was the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. Anytime you put somebody like the Cowboys or the Steelers uh, on your main game, which is what you need to do, uh, anytime you, you do that, your ratings are going to be up. But you look at it, it was a long day of a lot of good games. And while the Patriots are popular, they're without their stars. Arizona, while they're a good football team, they're still not very popular. So it was kind of like an off brand main event to where when you had your main event was Dallas and New York. Uh, I say open the year up every year Sunday night with Dallas and the Giants. And, um, but it was down, but it's not really comparable. I don't think it really matters. I don't think it's hurting anybody's feelings, but it was a long day of good games. So everyone was ready to kind of, kind of, I know I passed out during the game. Uh, I had a long day. Um, but their ratings were down, but I wouldn't read too much into it. Uh, so never before has there been 10, 10 games decided by one score on the open weekend. Never before has there been three quarterbacks on opening week making their first start in NFL history. Never before in week one have the road teams gone 8-5 and five, uh, on the opening weekend. So this season right here could be something special something that no one can predict, no one's really ready for. I know I'm super excited about this season, especially because Carson Wentz liked to go deep. Uh, like I said, he didn't want to take the short yardage. He took a lot of hits. Um, but some of the young teams could be turning that corner quicker than people. You know, a lot of people had Philadelphia at 4-12. Uh, a lot of people had Tampa Bay seven to 9 A lot of people, you know, a lot, a lot of people were – Riding on Jacksonville for some because of their quarterback and wide receivers. Uh, Oakland's getting the respect they deserve. But you got teams that are ready to take that next step and compete for the playoffs. Is Miami one of those teams? I don't know. We can't write them off. Like I said, they played at Seattle. I thought they were going to get handled. And if the quarterback could throw downfield, they probably would have won the football game. But you love it when any time division matchups happen – uh, next week, Dallas and Washington is going to be real good. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh is going to be nice. Um, Green Bay, Minnesota. So, some good games coming up. Uh, some guys played well, came out of nowhere fantasy wise. I did all right. I'm in three leagues. I won two of my games. So, I'll take that as a victory. Um, so we'll be going live every Monday night, uh, live at five, um, ish. And so, you make sure you tune in. And, you know, be active, comment with me, tell me what you think, all that good stuff, because uh, it's really going to start going well for for my show and the network. Uh, so, I don't know, man, that's pretty much all I got. I put my hour in. Uh, I got another show coming up here in a little bit, whoever's next after me. Um, so I guess I'm going to wrap it up with uh, the NFL was exciting. I enjoyed the hell out of my day and my time. Uh, I appreciate you for listening. If not, the show will drop on Wednesday. So I'm hoping that everyone gets a chance to hear it then. Uh, Really excited about the season coming up. Really excited about my show because I love it so much. Um, But shout out to Side Street Grill. Thanks for paying the bills. 35 South Florence. uh, The OAM Network. Power to the podcast. Thanks to Gil. And um, thank you so much. I'm out. Peace. This podcast is a production of Ohm
0: Audio and the Ohm Network. For more information, go to theoannetwork.com. elm network is an independently run podcast and video production company in midtown memphis tennessee broadcasting all original content weekly from the oam the
1: elm network in pod we trust